Hello, my name is Glenn Chern and I am the chair of the UK RPA. I'd like to welcome you to our series of the Day in the Life podcasts, where we are offering a unique insight into the world of revenue protection operatives, working to combat energy theft and ensuring safety in the UK. Each episode will provide a fascinating look into what it takes to be an RPA operative and the critical role they play. Join us as we take a deep dive and listen to real-world impacts of energy meter tampering. Our first episode takes us into the heart of what it means to be an RP operative, and we'll hear directly about experiences and challenges faced on the ground. So I'm joined today by a revenue protection operative who will be answering some of my questions. Hello there. Can you tell me how long you've done this job? I've been doing metering for six years. Um, I've done two and a half years for smart metering and three and a half years in revenue protection. And so what, what made you choose this role at the beginning? And what, is it what you expected it to be? I wasn't too happy doing smart metering, uh, especially like the early stages with like the commissioning issues and stuff like that. So I fancied a change. Um, I knew a couple of guys that were doing RP and it was something I felt that I could do. Just went for the interview, got the job and I've been here ever since actually. Not really looked back on it. Brilliant. So you had an idea of what the role was going to be before you were from people that you'd already known working in the area? Yeah, also I've done, even when I was doing metering, I've done a bit of the debt recovery side of it, which is a little bit what we do as well, um, but not so much the tampering side. And then when I've got into Swiss, it's just sort of opens up, like the, opens everything up, so it's like sort of how it is out there in reality. Um, but all the different sort of tampers that you can find, there's quite a lot of sort of stuff that's going on. So, so can you could you take us then what what, uh, what a sort of an average day looks like for you um, uh, beginning to end? There's not really an average day. Most days are different. Um, we can get a day where we've got sort of unscheduled jobs and we're just like door knocking and dropping letters off. We get a, f- a fair few books appointments um, where we've already done a letter drops and the customers are called in. Um, we'll attend under a books appointment. Um, we've also got the warrant side of it uh, where we've had no contact um, and then we go to court, get a warrant and execute it. So yeah, it's fair, you get sometimes you go in, there's no issues uh, whatsoever. Um, other times there's like various sort of um, scenarios that could be happening where the meters have been tampered or bypassed. We get, like you see that every other day, like some sort of tamper. And do, do you believe that consumers are fully aware of the risk they're taking when they're tampering with their meter then? No, not at all. I mean, we've had um, situations where we've seen meters that are burnt out in hallway cupboards and it's blocking fire exits. Um, I've had it before where we've knocked at doors and the customers are like, oh, give me five minutes. They sort of come back to the door, let us in, and then they've got no power. And there's been seven times they've, they've had loops in place where they've just pulled them out live. They don't understand like, understand what the risks are involved in it. Um, I had one the other day um, where it was a warrant that we executed. Um, the woman was a, a little bit evasive from letting us in. And then she sort of broke down crying and said that the meter has been tampered. Um, so we've gone in there, she's got no power and she actually pulled it out herself. And I said to her, I goes, what, you pulled it out live? And she was like, yeah, I, I just didn't know what I was doing. I think she sort of panicked with it as well. But that could have been a different outcome if, if she had hit a live terminal or if the uh, insulation was taken off the um, centre. Um, there's so many sort of scenarios out there that are really bad. Um, and they definitely don't understand the dangers with it. Yeah. So was that a time when you felt in danger as well? Is there any other times when you felt in danger of going into sight or- I've been threatened with knives uh, like a fair few times. Um, I've had one guy, it was actually a booked appointment, there was a rogue meter on site. Uh, it was a customer that called it in, he said there's an issue with the landlord, the landlord's dodgy, can you come in and have a look at our meters? 
I've gone around it, I looked at it, established that it was a rogue meter. I mean, with the different suppliers, we've got different sort of outcomes. Some of them we changed the meters over on site there and then because we carry their meters. Other suppliers, we disconnect and then they send their guys around to reconnect. On this uh, occasion, it was uh, one of the suppliers that they send their own guys around. So I said to the guy, I goes, look, the meter is rogue. I need to take it out. And then I'll make the calls to get um, like the mucked uh, firms come around to put your meter in. Uh, he was adamant that I was going to take the meter away. He was going to be left off supplier. And I sort of said to him, I goes, look, you've booked the appointment. You know there's an issue to meet her. The only way it's going to get resolved is if I take it out now and then someone comes back later, he just stopped, he just stopped, sort of switched from being like, okay, like letting me in to look at the job. And he just completely switched. Um, he ran into the kitchen, got a knife, come sort of chasing at me with it. Um, but there was another guy, there was two guys in there. Um, the other guys literally just swept me off my feet and threw me out the front door. And then they were having a bundle at the back of the door. Um, so like the outcome on that, was I sort of called my manager with it, um, said that I'm a little bit shaken by that, and she sort of sent me home, said, look, go home, relax on it. Um, if you need a couple of days off and whatever, then so be it. Um, but I was actually all right. I sort of went home, calmed down, thought about it, and then sort of went back to work the next day. But we are in that sort of position where confrontation does happen sometimes, unfortunately. So it seems like you had support from your employer, but on site you often be alone with you, or do you, do you have support sometimes when you're on site? Yeah, yeah, on that scenario, I mean, there is times that we've got two-man jobs where we sort of double up, especially on the warrant side of it, but like sort of unscheduled appointments or booked appointments, nine times out of ten, you're on your own on that. So, yeah, I mean, you've got to be able to sort of talk to the customers and sort of like try and sympathise with them and give them a resolution. I think often it isn't realised that you're there for their own safety as well as well as, well as the people in the house or people in the, in the vicinity as well that could be danger of an explosion or electrocution isn't it so yeah yeah is there any time when you when you think you you walked away from a job where you you felt particularly uh, rewarded on, on that day for some the situation i mean this wasn't revenue protection it was when i was actually in metering um i've sort of gone on to a smart metering appointment to um install a smart meter there was like a 78 year old guy that was in there i've uh, gone into the property there was a meter on site that wasn't working um, I think there was just a fault, I think it was a blank space, but it actually just shut down. And then it turned out, like, by the time I'd done all my tests, like his electrics wasn't great. Um, like, it, like It was all like really old, um, like VIR cables and stuff like that. So I sort of said to him that I can't um, sort of fit a smart meter on, to that, on that service. So he was like, oh, I've been living like this for about five years without no electric at all. So I sort of raised that to my manager and then we sort of, they'd done a, lot, a little bit of an investigation into it. And the outcome was the guy got his whole house rewired. And that was at the expense of, of the supplier and my previous company. They both sort of went 50-50 on it and supplied the men, got all the materials. And they actually completely rewired this guy's ass. They did do some little magazine thing where it, like, it was all mentioned in there, like the outcome with that. I think that's the best sort of scenario that I've come across. Yeah, that sounds really, really a great outcome, doesn't it, for everyone there? Yeah. Do you think anyone could do this role? What you know, what 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 makes a good RP operative, and, and do you think anyone could do it? I think you've got to have the right sort of temperament. I don't think it is for everyone. I think all the guys, because I do quite a bit of mentoring as well with like a lot of new guys that come on, and I sort of like all the ones that I get on, I sort of like encourage them as best I can. I sort of tell them like goods and the bads of the jobs. I mean, you've definitely got to have the right sort of tem- uh, temperament with it. Um, you've got to be sort of firm, otherwise the customers will try and sort of take advantage of that. But at the same time, you've got to be fair and understanding. It's definitely not a job for every sort of metering operative, that's for sure. Mm. So if, if someone listening today was thinking of becoming an uh, RP operative, 
What advice would you give to them? They're coming in new into the industry now. I would say go for it. Um, it's varied work. I mean, with smart moving, it's pretty much the same things day in, day out. With RP, pretty much every day is sort of different. Um, there's different sort of um, roles you've got. We've got the RP side of it. We've got that side of it. Even like theft and conveyance with like uh, DNOs and stuff like that. No two days are, are really the same. I mean, you do come across jobs that are sort of similar, but yeah, like, it's not always the same. It is definitely a different day. Me personally, I wouldn't go back into any other meter inside of it. I'll stick to what I'm doing, like I do enjoy it. I mean, there is bad days that we have, um, but that could be in any sort of job that we do. But for me personally, I enjoy doing this job um, and I do find it rewarding. Brilliant, that's been really helpful. Thanks for spending some time with us today. I think hopefully people will have learned a lot about what it is to be a revenue uh, operative today and from what, what we've said. Just like to, to wrap up now and thank, thank everyone for uh, listening. Hopefully we'll look forward to our next episode of A Day in the Life.